0: Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Chaney and this is Living Health Live. My co-host for the show and in our practice is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Chaney. Thanks for joining us. Each week, Dr. Steph and I provide information and instructions on how you can live a healthier life free of chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain and arthritis. This is your place to get valuable information about your health challenges. You can also check out our website at mylivinghealth.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter there. Also you can call our office and schedule an appointment at 410-216-9180. So let's get started with today's show. Today we're looking at heart disease and really healthy heart and how you can have a healthy heart. So our next four shows are gonna be dedicated to your heart health. Heart disease is one of the top killers for Americans and in, in most cases this is preventable. And so let's go over some stats real quick before we jump in here heart disease is the number one cause of death for women, not breast cancer. That's pretty amazing. More women die every year from heart attack and stroke than all cancers combined. Roughly 700,000 deaths each year result from heart attack and stroke. And for 50%, the first symptom, the very first symptom was a deadly event. Today's show is going to focus on the risk factors and the top things that we can avoid or minimize to reduce the risk of heart attack or stroke. Um, These are things that you can start to focus on immediately. And then the next few shows, we're going to go through heart disease myths. We're going to have an integrative cardiologist join us for an interview. Um, So this is going to be a great month. So Dr. Steph, why why don't we get started and Let's just jump in. What would you say is the top risk factor for heart disease and cardiovascular disease?
1: Okay, so based on clinically what we see and the type of patient that we work with, with which in our functional program is mostly diabetes reversal. Um, and again, all of the diabetics we work with are on cholesterol-lowering medication, blood pressure medication, diabetes medication. They've, they've either had a heart uh, incident um, or they're they're dealing with you know being in a high risk category. I think I think the number one thing that we see and what I see in the research is being a huge risk factor is elevated sugar. So um, you may not even be a full blown diabetic yet, but if your system is if you're starting to get you know metabolic syndrome, you're starting to get a little thick around the middle. Um, gaining a little more fat, losing a little more muscle, starting to feel a little more fatigued, um, not really as active as you once were, uh, you may actually be developing insulin resistance, which is a sign, uh, an early sign of, of, you know, on the way to diabetes. You could be pre-diabetic or diabetic and you are now at a much higher risk of cardiovascular disease.
0: Number one, we have to look at your blood sugar. One of the markers that, you know, we keep an eye on, and you should be asking your doctor, Um, for this marker if you're not having it run right now is the hemoglobin a1c so the hemoglobin a1c um, it's basically a three-month average of how well you're doing controlling your sugars so um, so you got to look at that marker glucose so that's where your sugars are at when you go into the lab Um, so that's very important as well
1: yeah in fact um and and again, this is this is also backed by research, right? So, uh, Harvard Health Publishing, Harvard Medical School, they published a, a study not too long ago that showed that eating too much sugar, um, or at too much added sugar, uh, increases the risk of dying with heart disease. And what this was, they did was a 15-year study on added sugar and heart disease. Um, and when participants took in 25% of more of their daily calories as sugar, they were more than twice as likely to die from heart disease as those whose diets concluded less than 10% added sugar
0: let's talk about some places where we can cut sugar some obvious places
1: right so we're talking about empowering you guys with uh, uh, you know you taking control of your own health and being able to implement things as soon as you uh, jump off the radio today and um, the things that you can do to dramatically reduce your sugar intake we're talking about just reducing added sugar right so you're gonna naturally get sugar from good whole healthy foods um, but to decrease added sugar, the thing you can cut out just immediately is soda and and juice, and uh, so, you know, <laughs> one can of regular commercial soda. If you look at the uh, the sugar content, is anywhere from you know twenty five to. Thirty grams, sometimes even higher, of sugar in a in a bottle or container.
0: Well, the other thing you have to look at is sometimes there might be two servings right. in that container. <laughs> so they're actually saying, okay, there's only 20 grams, but there yeah. might be drinking, you know, two, three, four servings.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the juices, a lot of the bottled sodas. Uh, canned sodas, they may be uh, one and a half to two servings in that container. So if it says 16 grams of sugar per serving, if you're going to drink an entire bottle, you're, you're guzzling 32 grams of sugar. And we'll get in in a moment into what the, the maximums are that you should be consuming throughout the day of added sugar. So soda is an added sugar. It's not anywhere in natural food. It doesn't get grow on trees. It doesn't flow from rivers and get sucked up through well water. Soda is, in, is an added unnecessary sugar, right? right. Um, fruit juice. So I do not care if it's 100% organic, whole, just juice, no sugar added other than the fruit itself. Um, If you're drinking a fruit juice, it's going to likely be very high in sugar. But then there's commercially made fruit juice with even more added sugar. So, for example, cranberry juice. Cranberries are extremely sour by themselves. In order to actually drink a cranberry juice, you better believe they're adding a boatload more sugar to it. Um, Same thing with even eating dried fruit, dried cranberries. Uh, those are basically like little jelly beans, and they're just chock full of sugar. An average serving size of dried cranberries, is 26 grams of sugar. Wow, that's like double what the minimum maximums are for the whole entire day. So just reducing that, just pulling out soda and, and fruit juice and replacing it with water, or there are sodas on the market out there um, that actually sweeten the juice with stevia. Um, which is a a sugar-free natural sweetener that's not an artificial chemical sweetener. And so, you know, there's some products out there like Zevia, um, even Virgil's root beer has a, a zero, a, a Virgil's zero, which is zero sugar, but it's sweetened with stevia. And so you can, you, just doing that is gonna make a huge difference. And maybe drinking less of that and having a few more bottles of just plain water um, would help a lot too. There's other sugar, I mean, obviously candy, candy bars, baked goods is gonna have added sugar. Condiments, so a lot of sugar is added if you're adding a lot of honey or syrup or sauces, um, barbecue sauce, for example, things like that, tons of added sugar. uh, So you gotta watch for those. Um, And so, you know, maybe in the beginning, it's not just cutting out completely, but maybe cutting it in half, you know, anything that you can do to reduce the added sugar, um, you're gonna reduce your cardiovascular heart disease risk. Um, Most desserts, whether you bake them at home or whether you buy them at a bakery, at the grocery store are going to have excess added sugar that is just not a dietary necessity so cookies cakes ice cream ice cream in particular you know when you're eating frozen treats even frozen fruit popsicles and things like that for for your taste buds to be able to register taste and sweetness above the freezing component they have to add a lot of extra sugar for you to register sweetness um so frozen frozen treats will also have uh Uh, you know, excess added sugar as well. Even yogurt, some commercially made brands of yogurt, especially the low fat yogurt or the no fat yogurt. It's not, it's not bad enough that, you know, they took out all the good fat and then they pasteurized it and basically killed it. And you know, now it's just a, a a sad, dead blob of white stuff that you're eating. Um, but then they go and they add 30 grams of sugary, sweet stuff to it, and so you're essentially you're just eating like some some weird parfait dessert thing. There's like no nutritional value, and a ton more added sugar. And so this is these are sources that you're getting extra sugar at that are not healthy for you.
0: Right. And let me also just um, for our listeners just state that. There has been research um, published that shows that sugar is addictive. So you're gonna have some withdrawals when you're coming off of this. Yeah, you're and gonna be dreaming so ex- about it. Yeah, expect that. It's It may not be easy, but you have to start making those steps because this is really destroying your health.
1: Yeah, a rat study showed that sugar is eight times more addictive than heroin.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy crazy. So, so you're dealing with an addictive substance that you're trying to reduce. So there might be some effects from it. So I just wanted to bring that up. So Dr. Steph, um, I want to, I want you to talk about um, how much sugar should we be having like per serving uh, or per day?
1: Yeah. So I, the, it's funny the, you know, when we're talking about uh, recommended daily allowances, right, it's more uh, the question is how much, uh, maximum are we maybe allowed to eat without causing de- you know, detriment to the, our health versus what's the minimum requirement? There's zero minimum requirement to any added sugar. So let's just make that very clear. Um, so if you are going to add sugar, and this this is recommendations coming down from the World Health Organization. Back in 2015, the World Health Organization announced that it is cutting its recommended sugar intake. And even then, the wording of it, the recommended sugar intake. No, we don't recommend you take any added sugar, but it's the limit. So, the upper limit of sugar intake for adults, um, they cut it literally in half from the original 10% of total daily calories to 5%. And, uh, you know, for a normal weight adult, that's about 25 grams of sugar per day or roughly six teaspoons of added sugar per day um, is the maximum that someone should be, that's the upper limit, right? Now remember that heart study that showed doubling of the risk of cardiovascular disease um, if you go from 10% to 25% of sugar consumption per day, and now the World Health Organization is cutting that in half from 10% down to five as the maximum we in our office and we're working with patients to reverse their diabetes or reverse chronic illness and inflammation. We're often saying cut out all the added sugar for now, and then we will teach you how to not exceed that upper limit, but it's very, very easy to exceed that upper limit. Right? So, so I just said that 25 grams is the maximum that the world health organization is saying we should hit. That's the ceiling for added sugar and one serving one little handful of cran craisins right cranberry dried cranberries is literally 26 grams of sugar so a soda that might give you 40 grams of sugar in a serving you've just exceeded your entire added sugar for the day in one spot right so what we tell our patients is to really work towards no added sugar but look if you're going to consume something like a commercially made granola bar or a nut bar you know, a paleo bar or whatever, you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're not exceeding five grams in that particular serving of added sugar. Um, so you, you know, you got to just read your labels, um, and avoid that. So, uh, you will get enough carbohydrate and sugar naturally in whole foods, right? So fruit is very high in sugar and more often than not, we're having to have patients cut even the fruit back. Remember, we talked about fruit juice, but even just eating too much fruit throughout the day. I I had a woman who, um, whose hemoglobin A1C, her sugars went up astronomically when she started eating a bunch of grapes a day versus just one serving. So fruit is a starchy vegetables, you'll get sugar naturally from nuts and seeds, you'll get those naturally. Um, but you will. it's when you add sugar, honey, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, all those added sugars, that's where you're basically in trouble.
0: Yeah, the take-home message is you don't need any added sugar at all, and that's where we need to start. So you're listening to Living Health Live. Welcome to Heart Health Month. This month, we're focusing on your heart health, and today we're talking, um, we're just talking about sugar, and we're talking about how much sugar we should be getting in our diets every day. Yeah.
1: So the upper maximum limit, according to the World Health Organization, is no higher than 25 grams or six teaspoons of added sugar per day. So when you're reading labels, look out for that. Our recommendation, if you're trying to reverse uh, diabetes or get your sugars down or uh, start to work towards healing the body from other chronic illnesses, is to really limit we, we say no more than 15 grams of sugar a day and try to get as close to zero. It's challenging. I mean, we're, we're constantly working at it. So um, that's one of your life projects is well, to that, keep your sugar down.
0: Absolutely. So now that leads us into the next uh, topic. Let's go through some hidden sources of sugar.
1: Yeah. So... Um, just because a food is a whole food doesn't mean it doesn't have sugar, right? This is why you're going to, even if you cut out all added sugar, you are not eliminating sugar from your diet. Um, there's a, uh, one of the major food macronutrients is called carbohydrates, right? They break down into sugar in the body, uh, and a source of sugar and carbohydrates naturally occurring in food. Um, and these can be hidden, if you will, because it's not like you go pick up an apple and you can read a label, right? Um, but fruit and nuts are also a source of sugar um, and carbohydrates. And so uh, generally we have we kind of have to put a limit on that. If you read our, um, our book, Defeat Diabetes, we talk about how we structure the plate throughout the day and the snacks. And you know, when we're working to help someone reverse their, their sugars, uh, we work to limit them to no more than one to f- two fruits a day, fruit servings a day, right? And so that's an important caveat. Um, starch or root vegetables. So the root vegetables is where the plant stores sugar. So most of the sugar in this country comes from beetroots. Uh, so the added sugar that you you have in your teaspoon of coffee, um, that probably came from beet sugar, beets. Mm-hmm. So beet roots, most of the root vegetables are very high in sugar. Um, and when they're cooked, it actually makes them even higher glycemic. So the sugar can be more of a spiking sugar in the bloodstream. Um, so starch roots. So we're talking about, uh, carrots and beets and potatoes, um, White potatoes in particular are very, very, very high sugar spikers. And we will tell people to limit even those on their plate to half a cup um, per meal so that they don't have really huge spikes in sugars. Um, and then grains, any grain products, baked goods, anything made with wheat, flours, corn, rice. Um, and the more processed it is, the higher sugar it usually is. So, for example, brown rice is going to be lower sugar and a little more complex carbon fiber than rice noodles, which might be 46 grams of carbs and very high sugar per serving. And so this can be a problem for people that are trying to keep their sugars down. So grains are a hidden source. This is why we work really hard with our plate rule and our book and our formulating of the food plan to really limit the grain products throughout the day as well, because that's a, a, another hidden source for additional sugars. For
0: right. People. And just, just take the average lunch. Like if somebody <laughs> went out to lunch and they had a burger and so they had, you know, say beef burger, they had a bun yeah. and then they had fries with it with and then ketchup, they, which with is ketchup, sugar, right. And then they had a soda on yeah, top a, of that a big 20 ounce. You Mountain probably got, yeah, that's probably about a week's worth of your sugar consumption right there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so you're getting sugar from the bun, You're getting sugar from the condiments. You're getting sugar from the, uh, fries. You're getting sugar from the soda. And maybe
1: you thought you're being healthy and you got a cranberry juice or an orange drink instead of the soda, you know, or you got a diet,
0: diet a drink, tea. right?
1: You got a tea or something like, uh, some of the commercial iced teas out there are very, very high in, in sugar. And you're like, but I didn't even have cookies. Right. Like, hey, that's not even, just- yeah, that's <laughs> not even em.
0: dessert. Yeah. <laughs> So um, let's go on to some of the other, what are some of the uh, other risk factors that we can control? Let's go over that so that we can limit or avoid or even prevent cardiovascular disease.
1: Yeah, we'll go through these. There's a pretty long list of risk factors that we actually have some control over. Um, some we do, don't have some control over, uh, like our genetics and whatnot, but um Remember, like the risk factors of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, triglycerides, and obesity. These are all risk factors, right? So you're at a higher risk for cardiovascular disease if you're obese. You're at a higher risk for cardiovascular disease if you have elevated cholesterol, triglycerides, and if you have high blood pressure. But underlying all of these risk factors these are like sub risk risk factors of elevated sugar this is why i think sugar is one of the number one risk factors because it's elevated sugar that causes high blood pressure it's elevated sugar that causes obesity so you can't just you know try to you know pigeonhole these guys into being one or the it's it's underlying that if you go after getting the sugar down your sugar will come down, your blood pressure will come down, your cholesterol will come down, your weight will come down, and your risk factors for cardiovascular disease go down. So that's why I say sugar is right up there. Other factors that people may not think about um, cell phone radiation and electromagnetic fields. So, wireless internet, wireless routers, elect, EMF towers, your cell phone towers, your, um, you know, we're looking at possibly going from 4G networks to 5G networks. Ooh, this is going to be a huge bump in EMF, right? Sleeping with your cell phone under your pillow or, you, you know, the TV's on in your room, the tablet's on your room, you've got the laptop in your bedroom. You're getting surrounded by all this EMF. And EMF is very, very damaging to the heart because it hyper stimulates. The calcium um, receptors and calcium receptors are the the, the the those are the things that pull calcium into the tissues into arteries. So it can it's now attributed that EMF um, exposure can cause or be contrib- contributing to heart hardening of the arteries, which is a cardiovascular problem, and then misfiring of your heart causing arrhythmias, um, hypercontractility, not being able to relax uh, the heart very much. So. Uh, do not store your cell phone, do not walk around with it in your chest pocket at the very least, um, and try to reduce your exposure to these things throughout the day. Smoking, we are that's no surprise, we've been told for a long time smoking can contribute to hardening of the arteries. Um, in our book, Defeat Diabetes, we, ta- we have a chapter on smoking, and we have some references if you're having a hard time quitting. There's some good books out there that you can actually get your hands on, um, and we reference those in our book. Um, about actually helping you get over the, the smoking habit because the sooner you can quit, the better. Um, overeating and too much calories. So, you mentioned like burgers, soda, fries. You know, some people go out to dinner <laughs> to like a chain restaurant, and between the appetizers, the main course, and the dessert and whatever they're drinking, and the the basket of bread, they're getting like the entire day's worth of calories in one sit-down meal. Right. So, uh, but most people aren't eating just one meal a day, right? You're getting, some. the average human should be getting about 1800 calories or so per day. Um, And you can sit down at some of these restaurants and get 3000 calories Mm -hmm. in one meal easily. So overeating obviously is not good. Um, Mouth health, so having gum disease, uh, is not just a, a risk factor for heart disease because now, um, bacteria and organisms that cause inflammation, cause inflammation is another leading risk factor for heart disease. Um, and, uh, so bad mouth health, bad mouth hygiene, not flossing, not brushing, not taking care of your teeth is a very big risk factor for heart disease. And I just read a study this morning that said it's also a risk factor for cancer. So wow. keep your mouth nice mm-hmm. and healthy. Um, and so uh, along those lines of inflammation, not just infections, but un- underlying autoimmune diseases. So it's uh, cardiovascular disease is higher in populations that have autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, um, celiac disease, irritable bowel syndrome. You've got to get these inflammatory conditions under control and that's what we spend a lot of time with our patients working on is getting them into remission getting that those triggers that are causing those those diseases to keep keep firing up and causing damage that's how you're going to reduce your risk of uh, cardiovascular disease with them not exercising um Uh, that's a big factor as far as cardio and you don't have to do a lot. Like you 15 minutes, you know, two or three days a week of some type, type of relatively high intensity cardio, um, not sleeping, right. And stress. And Mm -hmm. sometimes these two go hand in hand. So more heart attacks happen Monday morning, early in the morning than any other time during the week. Why, you're coming off a beautiful, relaxing weekend, and now Sunday night, you're stressing out about having to wake up early, two-hour commute, what I gotta do, all the projects start running through your head, and so you've got the stress of the work week rolling through your head, you're not sleeping well, you have a restless sleep, you're tossing and turning, and you're at a higher risk for a cardiovascular event because of that. So learning how to manage stress, learning how to handle stress, And we measure stress hormones in the body when we're working with patients because we have to, you know, work on getting those down. Not eating enough vegetables um, and healthy low glycemic fruits because that's, those nutrients are very important for cardiovascular health. Getting too much calcium and not enough magnesium. Calcium, building up in the bloodstream. Calcium's the contractor of muscle. Magnesium's the relaxer. So if you're getting too much calcium, you're going to be too contracty and not enough relax. And guess what the heart does all day? It contracts and relaxes, right? Right. And magnesium deficiency is a big problem, but people are pumping calcium tablets for bone health and they're not getting enough magnesium. And that is a problem because it builds up and causes the hardening of the arteries, calcification of your blood vessels. Hormone deficiencies can also be a factor. Um, So we've got a lot of uh, things that can be contributing to, an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, Other things like inflammatory markers, like homocysteine, C-reactive protein, again, going to this inflammation. Right, so
0: um, all month, we're focusing on your heart health month. This is heart health month, and we're focusing on your heart health, and I hope you got some great information out of today's show. Um, Next week, we're gonna be going over heart disease myths, so make sure you tune in next Thursday at 12.30 and we're gonna go over some of the common myths. I also want to um, really quickly mention, if you're a type two diabetic, or if you know someone that is a type two diabetic, we have a type two diabetes reversal seminar coming up this Saturday in Bowie. So call 888-514-4771, or go to DiabetesReversalSeminar.com to go ahead and register.